Let's put the gang outside. Gang outside. We back. Yeah. What's going on? What's really going on? Can you get that right? <laughs> Episode 19. Uh, shout out to everybody who watched last time. Yeah. Had, uh, had one of the best episodes up. Yeah. No Alliance checking in. Henry Woods checking in. We have a special guest. Jalil Speaks, how y'all doing? Oh, Jalil Speaks. Oh, he hit you with the Twitter. Yeah. yeah. All right, so we're going to get into some stuff. We had a whole uh, midterm episode. We're actually being consistent, so props to us. to the consistency. Um, so while we were making a doc, um, some news broke. So, <laughs> news broke today, guys. <laughs> um, so Jeff Sessions, the Attorney General of these United States and the head of the Department of Justice, he resigned um, in what could create uncertainty for the Russia investigation. So your question is, did he resign? It was a little skepticism when you said that. In his letter, he said he was doing so at Trump's request. Hmm. Sounds like a termination. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we gonna right. ask you to go. Your boss requested you to leave. Right. right. <laughs> we just gonna do the, We gonna do it the nice the way. The nice way. That's what this right. is. My only thing with this is like one. This has been a long time coming, right? Rumored for a long time, yeah. And then two. Who hasn't he fired or suggested to step down from his original administration? Is not Crickets. Crickets. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so that's my whole thing. Is like everybody that he's appointed originally, he's had some type of conflict with because they're not doing what he says. He wanted, to do. right? Because with I mean, even more with Jeff Sessions specifically, it's like he's setting it up to where if he goes to to trial or gets indicted or, or anything for you know like meddling with the election, like that's right. highly illegal. That's like treason. Right. If he does have to go to court for that. You know what I mean? Now he's got Kavanaugh on the Supreme Court and Gorsuch on the Supreme Court. Jeff Sessions isn't attorney general no more. You know, like he's like, uh, what's the name? Um, what's the FBI director's name? He's not coming on. Comey? Yeah, Comey's not FBI director right. no more. You know, I'm like, he set it up to where like he can really he finagle his stuff. way out of exactly. it right, right now. Because exactly. Trump was initially pissed at Sessions because he was like, Sessions was the first person to endorse him during the campaign, like the first senator. Mm-hmm. He used to be a senator from Alabama. So then when the investigation came around, he was like, I can't get involved in this because I was, like, involved in your campaign. Right. Which was actually, like, what he should have done. Right. But then Trump was like, what's wrong with you? Like, you making it hot. Like, so, (laughs) the biggest thing is that a new appointment um, will be contentious in the Senate um, because that appointee could undermine the Mueller investigation, the acting attorney general, I can't. I should have put his name in, but I forgot it already. Um, he's already had comments and like written opinion papers about like how he thinks that Mueller's gone too far. So like that. Mm. So this whole thing about yeah. pulling back the investigation, right? Or he could just be like, "We're not going to fund our life." Right, right, right. That's all we needed. That's all we needed. And that that's that's what's crazy about this whole situation is like we we say Trump like you know every day it's a new story about what Trump is doing. And it's the little stuff that, like, he does that, like, adds up to the bigger picture that nobody necessarily, like, speaks on or says anything about, like, just having Jeff Sessions step down. This is going to add up to this Russian yeah. investigation. Like, right. your name could possibly clear. Even yeah, with nobody's, you, like, nobody's right. like making a big deal out of every, like, specific exactly. part of him, like, moving, like, the, the chess pieces together. Exactly. But he, like, actually is, like, Creating setting up a whole plan to, exactly. to completely absolve himself 
of all guilt from something that's actually highly illegal. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Um, so yesterday, yeah, so we're going to, that was yeah. 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 So what we're going to do, we're going to try to break it down. Each, each chamber, we're going to go with some Senate stuff, some House stuff, some governor stuff. And then we're also going to do a little bit of ballot initiatives because they had some good stuff going. So first we're going to start off in the Senate, the upper chamber. So as of now, 51 Republicans, 46 Democrats. So far, Republicans have gained three seats in Indiana, Missouri, and Florida pending a recount that's going to be really close. Democrats gained one seat in Nevada and Jackie Rosen. Arizona remains undecided. It could go either way. Um, any any kind of big any big news out of that before we go to the uh, we go mean, to the key race key race? <laughs> uh, I mean, you did the like rundown or whatever. It's it's good to see that Democrats did kind of like put up some type of fight because right, like they could could have just you not got anything right right right. right. Yeah, right. So, uh, I mean, it's good to see that, like, Democrats are putting up some type of fight in this whole, like, situation that's going on. So, yeah. Um, so now each each uh, tier that we're going to do has a key race, but we're going to highlight uh, somebody. So this key race is Texas and Beto O'Rourke, and I will let Henry uh, play his uh, speech. I want to thank this amazing campaign of people, not a dime from a single pack all people, all the time, in every single part of Texas. All of you showing the country how you do this. I'm so fucking proud of you guys. Oh, Woo! Coming in high. Nah. Passionate. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so that was the big race. Um, Beto had a lot of um, support from like celebrities. Like he was. He, he was the one who had that clip where the person asked him about the kneeling like months ago, uh-huh. and then someone recorded it. His answer was like perfect, basically saying, like, I can see yeah. why you would be for this, but like basically, here's all of the reasons why they should kneel and why like America is, for black people is not what you hold it to be. That was him. Oh, I, this is like a light bulb going right. off in my head. So that nigga has got given, he's just giving like all the correct answers. Right, yeah. Right, so like, right, he was right. like. Everyone loved him. He had like the support from LeBron, all the celebrities. Uh, like Beyonce tweeted about him yeah, yesterday. Yeah. Um. So he sadly he lost yesterday to Ted Cruz, who sucks. Very um, close though. Very close. Yeah. So I think um, what's important to know is that he lost fifty nine. Uh, Ted Cruz had fifty fifty point nine percent of the vote. Ted Cruz had forty eight point three. Granted, in Texas. Right. So that that's was the, huge. that was the that's yeah. what I was gonna say because when you like. Going to know not many people voted during the 2016 presidential election. Only 4.6 million voted during the 2014 mid, uh, midterms, mm-hmm. and like being at 8.3 million people voted yesterday, which is crazy. Right, that's so like that's presidential That within turnout. itself lets right. you know that people are ready and willing to have some type of change in who's leading them or. Who's to say? Especially when they have the right candidate. Exactly. Right? I wonder how many more people would have voted, though, if, you know what I mean? Like, you heard all these complaints about long lines, uh-huh. yeah, about yeah. machines going down, right. there was cases of yeah. uh, provisional ballots not being counted, right. or yeah. certain type. Like, so I wonder how many people actually were trying to vote right. and may not have even got the chance and to. Especially, like you said, Jeff, like, that's a, like, especially like in a state like Texas, where you don't mm-hmm. know how many people might not have the proper... Documentation like Hispanics yeah, exactly, might not have exactly. the documentation. You know, like, you know, in Texas they um they actually I think this is in your notes. Um they accept 
gun IDs, um, right? Uh, but gun, not, gun yeah, papers, but not like but student not IDs and stuff like that. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, they, but they like all of this is is voter suppression. It's the same right, type of thing we saw in the right. '60s when you had like the grandfather clause, it's a random, some random clause. Right. You know, what I mean that like. When you look at it at first, at like the plain eye, you're like, okay, that doesn't make any sense. Right, it's just whatever. Right, right, right. Then when you look at the statistical it. breakdown, it's uh-huh. like this these, many these people, people can't, vote. can't vote because it is this many black people can't vote because it is right. but this many white people will still be able to vote. Like right. it's 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 still voter yeah. suppression. Nah, you know I mean? agree with you. I definitely agree with you. And it's, they do it in the most subliminal ways to where you're not like you said, you don't catch it at plain sight. But mm-hmm. once you go back, do the background research. And investigate the issue. You figure out they're targeting a specific yeah. group of people, people. through right. through little through little things like that whole thing with the uh, with, with with gun with having your gun papers as as a form of identification. Right. You know who's who has the most guns, right? In Especially in Texas. You know what I mean? Like, come on, like this yeah. isn't a, a hard thing to, to to even see sometimes. You know, right? Um, yeah. So like that's unfortunate, but I think like Henry said, I think the turnout shows that like you know when you have the right candidate who can like get people involved, especially right. people who haven't been touched in Texas. Yeah. Like, people will come out if you present, and they'll show, and they'll show out. Um, so, for each topic that we do, we're going to basically, like, give you the key race, talk about the overview, but also, like, what it means, because, like, there's no point in talking about this if you don't know, like, what the implications of it are. Right. Um, so, basically, Republicans holding control of the Senate means that they will retain control over judicial and cabinet-level nominations. So, like, linking everything together, that then goes back to, like, the new attorney general will have to be approved by the Senate, Senate, all the right. judges have to get approved by the Senate, so it's a big deal. <laughs> so, so the Republicans, and therefore, you know, what I mean, by way of alliance, Trump still has control over uh, the judiciary Senate. cabinet level nominations. Right. So, right. So he can still. So he's still doing a lot of the right, same thing. Right. Right. So he's talking about. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. So that's why. Same but that's why. I mean, but that's why stuff like Texas is talking about. Yeah. yeah. And so especially when it was fifty-one Republicans. Oh, it's still only forty. Wait a second, why is that? Because some, some haven't been decided yet. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I said, like, Should I add man, it? I'm bad, man, right. Um, all right, so now we're going to move on to the House. So as of now, 223 Democrats um, have won. I'm sure that number is probably going to be different when y'all listen. 201 Republicans, and this is, of course, when I when we made this this morning. 13, still, or 13 seats are still undecided. There are 435 total members. The great news is Democrats gain control of the majority. What, 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 um, also, equally important is that Democrats gain seats across the country. I'll run through the list. They gain seats in New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Virginia, South Carolina, South Carolina Florida, Michigan, Illinois, Iowa, Minnesota, Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas, Colorado, Arizona, and California. So basically, you just everywhere. They don't white across the board. Right. So they're playing everywhere. That's what's up, though. You got to play like that. When, yeah. when they, then when they play a chess, you got to... You yeah. know, so you got to come up with that pawn piece or something mm-hmm. to make you gotta, it kind of you gotta move. Make a, and I think what's important is, like, you just got to make a play. Right. Like, you just have to at least, like, I think half the time, like, they're not, especially, like, where, like where you're from in Georgia, they're not, like, even putting out candidates because they're right. like, what's the point? Right. But sometimes you just got to be, like, you got to take that. Why yeah. not? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. And speaking of, like, what you said earlier about, like, people who, like, didn't vote coming out to vote now, like, I was, um... At um, Netroots Nation, I heard Ocasio Cortez speak, yeah, yeah, and she was yeah, speaking about like about how um, she she said like how like uh, our swing voter isn't always red to blue, but it's non-voter to voter. To, to voter, so people right? Who yeah. Never voted before, right. you know what yeah. I mean? Are now coming and out and supporting, and that's though. what's like leading a lot of this stuff to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? People who were not voting in midterms, especially now starting to vote, yeah. and I think that's a good thing because in the past few weeks on Twitter. 
I've noticed like people like it, for instance, I'll use my best friend. You know, Davon the dude. I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he called me yesterday. He was like, "Go look at my Snapchat." So on Snap, he's like, "You shouldn't vote for Stacey Abrams just because she's black." Blah blah blah. blah. And I'm like, bro, you can't say that because one, you didn't vote. And then two, you can't say to a person that's never voted for before what they're qualifying or reasons to go vote. Like, everybody yeah. has a different reason. My reason could be more valid than yours, but everybody has a different reason. And I'm just grateful to see so many young millennial people out there vote because, you know, it was a big thing. I seen this big uh, ad about it like a couple weeks ago that uh, the baby boomers. Yeah, they mostly vote yeah. and yeah. they control the politics. Yeah. Mm. So it's good to see young people actively engaged in what's like their civic duty. Yeah. yeah. So I think um, to get into kind of what happened, because I think even though, and we're gonna kind of get into kind of the ups and downs of everything later, but I think in the house it was really, it was really good overall. I think having, like just said, having people all over the board play um, in terms of like the growing diversity in terms of like faith. Um, I'm probably gonna butcher all these names because you know how we do. We can't pronounce <laughs> stuff. <laughs> um, Rashida Talib in in Michigan and Iman Omar in Minnesota became the first Muslim women elected to Congress, uh, which is important. Jeff just mentioned um, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez in New York, who represents um, the Bronx and Queens, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. She the became the youngest woman elected to Congress at the age of 29. In terms of ethnicity, um, ethnicity, yeah, you know my list. You know. <laughs> um, <laughs> my bad, uh, it's all good. Um, Sharice Davis and Deb Har- Sharice Davis from Kansas City and Deb Harlan from New Mexico became the first Native American women in Congress. Veronica Escobar, and this was this to me was the craziest part. Veronica Escobar and Celia Garcia became the first Latinas um, in Congress in the state of Texas. And that, which was, is like, that, that's what surprised me. Like catches you off guard. That's not too far fetched though, because. This could be stereotypical. I don't know. I've only been to Texas once, but you, it, in that state, it's, it's like a, a lot of like differences. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. It's more Latinos and people of that like descent. I yeah. wonder how yeah. much of an effect Beto O'Rourke had on. He did, on yeah, Dublin, on, right? Know? No, he, he did. He did. By turning out people to vote and, and shit. Right. Yeah, because they were in like areas like we were talking about, like that. If this was a normal year. Mm-hmm. You, they might not have even ran. They right, might have been like, right, "What's the right. point?" Yeah. But then they saw him, and they're like, "Why not?" Right. Yeah. And I think in, people are coming out. Right. You know? And I think what's important is that like all of them are women, which mm-hmm. is I mean yeah. we've talked about this forever on like just getting different voices in there. Right, right. Like people like Jeff mentioned, like Ocasio Cortez, she just doesn't care. Yeah, yeah. Like, she, she, she different. Like, she different. Yeah, like, <laughs> like you want to speak about her and like kind of like her mindset? Oh um, like, yeah, I mean I've, I've heard her speak, bro, and she really is different, bro. Like at Netroots Nation, she came out and she was like. Hey, listen, you know, um, if it looks like I don't have any makeup on, I don't. If it looks like I'm tired, I am. You know, I'm like, she's just like raw, like to the point of it. You know what I mean? And then she's from the Bronx, you know what I mean? Like that's that's you know, that's that's where you're gonna get real type of, you know what I mean, straight to the point type of people. You know what I mean? So she really she really uh about that. And then as far as on the democratic socialism tip, she really kinda opened me up to that and kinda uh made made me kinda look at that with a new a new light, just even the word socialism, you know what I mean? We talk to kinda that's like a, it's a, a negative buzzword, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, in, in, in America. But it's like, bro, that's it's really not you that crazy. Like we- welfare, food stamps, uh-huh. uh, public education, those are all Good socialist job. programs, mm-hmm. you right, know what I mean? Right, so right, like right. it's really not that crazy of a of a concept. Yeah. So you wanna talk about the new black folk we got? 
Oh yeah, we uh, we might want to start with a little clip right here. Hold up, clip. Yep. Mm-hmm. You see, when a woman of color talks about running for higher office or public office at all, folks don't just talk about a glass ceiling. Yes, we face many of the same trials our sisters and women of all colors face when answering the call to serve. But the well-intended conversations that occur when a woman of color seeks public office take on a texture all their own. Is your appeal broad enough? Are you playing identity politics? Can you really inspire millennials and the faith-based community? Can a congresswoman wear her hair in braids, mm. rock a black leather jacket, Henry, who was that? You're so funny. <laughs> yeah, so that was Ayanna Presley from uh, Massachusetts. Hey, shout out to her, bro. Like, yeah, she was on it from. from shout there. out to her, yeah, bro. You there. know that, like, like we say throughout most of our episodes, seeing like black excellence and like seeing our people, like she said, break glass ceilings. It's amazing because I'm living in a time where history is being recreated. The right. narrative. Is we were just talking about mm-hmm. the, the narrative is being rewritten, and it's not just from anybody; it's from us. Right. We're writing the narrative, we're constructing the story, we're painting the picture, and then questioning like the the, the old what was right, right, like. Right, right, right. It's we're not, not just I'm here. It's like I'm gonna say something about, say something right, about yeah. what y'all been doing, which right. is like key. not just accepting the status quo. Exactly. I saw I saw this post the other day. It was like um, maybe a bunch of old white slave owners in the 1700s didn't come up with the best constitution. It was like like you know maybe maybe we should be questioning a lot question. more of this. You exactly, know I mean? yeah. exactly. So you want to run through the list because most of the people we talked about last episode uh, of all the black of all the black elected officials who won. You want to get that list real quick? Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Do you want to do it? I just asked. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> unless you want me to. I'm you sorry. Uh, Johanna Hayes. Yeah, teacher from Connecticut. Connecticut. We got Colin Alred from Texas. Former Steve. NFL player. Okay. Yeah. You know. Stephen Horsford from Nevada. Mm-hmm. Yep. Antonio Delgado from New York. Yeah. So these are all the new black elected officials. Right. So now we're gonna get into some of the key races. You stupid. Um. <laughs> so I think this is why I think. Uh, and like Jeff was saying, like we're just, cha- I think people were just doing different things and challenging the status quo in ways that we haven't seen. And right. I think these two races in the House, who we didn't mention in the new elected officials, and who we who we actually haven't talked about, um, I think are important. So Lauren Underwood, who won um, in Illinois' 14th district, she's a former registered nurse and Obama aide that helped implement the Affordable Care Act, and was the youngest black candidate at 32 and who won her race by three points in Illinois. So her district is outside of Chicago. And I think that the interesting thing is that her district was 86% white. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I think, gets to, like, a slowly becoming mindset change in that she she was basically running on, like, hey, your member of Congress tried to, like, take your health care away. Mm-hmm. I'm a registered nurse. I understand health care. I implemented the Affordable Care Act. I know, like, 
I know everything about it. I know what's wrong with it. And like, we need more funding for like mental health. We need right. more funding for like health in schools. We need like mm-hmm. education. So I think, I think her race just says, because I think normally when we talk about a lot of black elected officials and thankfully these members aren't this, a lot of them come from areas where it's just nothing but us. Right. And though that's good, it's also good to have people who are in her district who are like, mm. my district is white, and they saw, they still, they, they believe in my message. They can resonate with the same Because then that's how you really get stuff done. You right. Really, like, right. Like when you you're gotta not, commit. When you, like, when you can find some good white people, you know what right. I mean? Like, it's, it's, <laughs> but I mean, that matters. Because then you, yeah. have another, you have another advocate for your issue. For because right. you're not going to in there and be like, oh, I agree. I'm not going to advocate for like sometimes public they, education. Sometimes they're a little bit difficult to find, but when you find them, they, 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 can, they can really help good. out. And that's, the, I think that's the thing. That's the that's probably well, to her for the biggest takeaway from this with um, Underwood is that she was running on issues that she herself were passionate about. She right. literally knew about the issues and how they were implemented and how they affected certain people. And not only that, but like she kind of like tested the waters with running in this area. You right. Know what I'm saying? So, right. You got to kind of commend her for that. Right. Not literally, literally just sticking Definitely. her neck out. Right. Um, so the second person, and I'll let Henry get the audio clip, clip queued up, um, is a woman named Lucy McBath. Um, she's from Georgia's 6th District, which is outside of Atlanta, um, just north of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to let Henry get uh, this audio clip queued up. Well, you got to let them know who this woman is. We're gonna, well, do you want to play the clip first? Or? <laughs> <laughs> then on November 23rd, 2012, I got the call that no parent should ever, ever have to get. And I learned that my son had been murdered in Jacksonville, Florida, in what the world has now called the National Loud Music Hate. And overnight, I went from a suburban mom to activist seeking justice for Georgia. And since then, I have dedicated my life to keeping our community safer and stronger. After Parkland, I was compelled to um, so that was Lucy McBath. So she is the mother of Jordan Davis, who was tragically shot and killed in 2012 in Jacksonville, Florida, for playing her music too loud. She then joined, um, she was a high member on Moms Demand Action and Every Town for Gun Safety. And she ran on the same stuff that Underwood ran on. She ran on healthcare, but she basically ran on gun control, mm-hmm. like safe registration in Georgia, in mm-hmm. a Georgia suburb. And she won. And again, you stick your neck out and you've seen some results. And I think, uh, again, the interesting thing about her is she allowed her pain to be fueled and she changed Change it into something. activism. Right. You know what I'm saying? She didn't allow that pain to, like, drive her into depression or, you know, do anything. Keep her down, right. Right. She did something, something right? And you can only commend her for this act because losing your child at a young age, especially at when yeah, it's a whole crisis of, like, deaths, being like mm-hmm. sparked up in America, you gotta commend her for her act, man. Uh, and that, that's the biggest takeaway from the midterm elections is like we. Well, I guess I should say this later. Never mind. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> uh, I definitely think I definitely think for her to turn around, you know, what I mean, from uh from losing her son in a way that she did to turning that into activism and now into you know, what I mean, into um, politics is amazing and, and commendable and inspiring. You know. Um, I think that one thing that also should be taken from this, you know what I mean, is that, like, you got people that are running on, like, the issues, but, like, specific issues that really, you know what I mean, transcend race or even sometimes uh, economic status, you know what I mean? Like, certain issues are really just affecting, you know what I mean? Like guns, Yeah, yeah, gun control, you know what I mean? Like, it's, 
nobody's like sitting here and charting the 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 um the the wealth of each school that <laughs> right, gets shot yeah, up and stuff. Right, you know right. what I mean? Like it's it's a lot of different um types of types of people that's being affected by these issues like healthcare, gun control and right. stuff. Yeah. So like the things that are really affecting people across the board is like people are finally starting to wake up and say, okay, maybe maybe like we really should me, unite yeah. a, a past, you know what I mean, age, race, sex, whatever, you know what I mean? But yo, look, this is something that's really fucking up everybody. Like right. if we don't yeah. get together and actually think smartly together, regardless of race, then this shit can be bad. Be right. Yeah. It ain't nothing gonna change. Right. Yeah. So I think um so what it all means, so now that the Democrats have control of the House, which is really important. Um, the House now has the ability to prevent legislation. So if Trump tries to do a potential um, wall, it has to go through the House. Mm-hmm. So they can basically say, like, we'll give you wall funding, but you have to give us eight other things that we want first. Right. Now they also have the ability to pull up their receipts and hit some investigations. <laughs> so, right. this, so this is actually, like, really important. Um, this is just a list of stuff um, that they could investigate. Trump's tax returns. Um, Jeff already mentioned it, James Comey's firing, the travel uh, ban, hurricane response in Puerto Rico, and the family separation policy. Which are and big. that's just like the top right, line, right, like right. real, like we actually should know. There's like a host of other things that are more kind of like trivial, uh-huh. but they could be like, hey, what's going on with like all this abuse in terms of like cabinet level officials like frying private everywhere? What's up right, with that? Right, right. Have, have they expressed like, or has anybody like really expressed any initiative towards investigating into these uh it like, seems, like like i know, it's I know like, some it's like things reports. like you know yeah. the james comey fire oh, yeah. like okay. those things are more high profile of course yeah. you know what i mean but like to me the um this puerto rico situation is the most you know what it, i mean right. impactful it, out of all of these these things anyway that's the what should be investigated the most and i'm sure your girl ocasio cortez is gonna be on <laughs> <'cause> she's, <laughs> yeah, Puerto, yeah, I mean, she's yeah, puerto rican yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> and you're like, right you're right, you're right. Por- and now that all these like new members are getting in there are multiple Reps who are either by Puerto Rican descent or mm-hmm. who are from Puerto Rico right. are going to be like, if y'all don't investigate this shit, or like, well, I'm yeah. going to like cause a fit every day up in here. That shit was bad. They was, it no, was, it was bad. And they, and they never, and they never got a proper answer. It so was, I think now it, we can it was even like, like supplies that were delivered to Puerto Rico that never left the landing strip. Like that's just right. like, like, y'all don't even care, it's you know right. what I mean? Like, right. y'all had the surprise, right. y'all just don't even care. Yeah, they, you know? So I think right. now Democrats, like Jeff said, they can finally put heat on them. So basically where they know if they mess up, you're mm-hmm. going to have to answer to somebody. Mm-hmm. And that might not scare them enough, but it's at least better than what they had to do before. Right. They, weren't, they weren't even having to do anything. Right, right, right. It's a step. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a step. some type of check that's going to Because no one wants to get embarrassed. Yeah. You, like, if you're like the FEMA director, you're not trying to get up in there and get clapped. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a bad look for yourself. Right. Um, so now we're gonna move on um, to the governorship. This might be the hardest part, um, but some good stuff. So Democrats did flip seven governorships. Um, I mean, like just said, we playing all across the board in Maine, Michigan, Illinois, Kansas, Wisconsin, New Mexico, and Nevada. Yeah, Interesting that's... fact: Democrats now, um, the a majority of the country is now governed by a Democratic governor. That's yeah, good. Which is like an interesting, fun yeah, fun fact. I mean, that, that's going to help us in 2020. I mean, that's going to help us get through this right now. Right. Um, <laughs> so while Henry pulls up we the clip, yeah, um, so we're going to get into this. Andrew Gillum, we're going to talk about him briefly, and then uh, we'll pull it back. This was, this was, from the very beginning, an extremely, extremely difficult task. Uh, I sincerely regret that I couldn't bring it home. 
but 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 I can I can I can guarantee you this I'm not going anywhere we're going to fight we're going to keep fighting we're going to keep working we're going to keep believing and in all of that, I believe that ultimately we will be victorious. We will be victorious. So, sadly, that was Andrew Gillum. He narrowly lost. Um, my count was 49.7 to 49.1 to Ron DeSantis. Um, we're all still trying to, like, process, like, kind of what happened because I was personally, like, voter shocked. suppression. That's what happened. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I right? mean it, it was that and a bunch of things. It was voter suppression, but it was also... Cubans and Puerto Ricans didn't turn out in certain areas yeah. as high as they thought, but also their numbers towards Democrats and Republicans weren't as good to carry them. Because uh-huh. yeah. Florida's such a diverse state. It's not like, oh, if you just get black people, you have a great yeah, chance. Right. It's yeah, like right. you got to get blacks, you got to get Cubans, you got to get Puerto Ricans. And each one of those groups are in different places in exactly. Florida, and they have different like, yeah. issues. I agree. I just, okay. That sucks, man. That's Can you rough. explain That's me? Tough. You feel like he had to concede. Why is that? Legally, he had to. Not legally he had to, because, like, if you're saying, like, oh, I'm not going to concede, that him not conceding doesn't trigger a recount. It's just him not conceding. Right. So it's like, it's almost like you're just, like, it's like you're not turning the final page on the book just to leave it open Uh for no reason. So what do you find as a difference between what he did and what Stacey Abrams did? There is a difference, and I... Right. Look at my docs. I got you, bro. I I did my homework on this. Don't worry. Had to, but like, not he legally had to. It's just like I think he's in like kind of like that Obama mind where it's like keep keep everything going. Like don't just like don't throw no. But I'm saying I think it's good because he's basically like in his speech he's like I'm not done. Like y'all ain't finished. No, that's what I liked about his speech. Just like there's no point in him basically saying like I'm going to leave this open and cause all this fuss when I think internally he knows. One, he can't call a recount because that's not his call. Right. And the state can't do it because they have to look at the number and say, you're not within this margin. So then he's just like, what's the point? I'm not right. going to win. So I think he's just like, I think he should have I kept did it. I see your logic, but I think he should have <laughs> kept going. <laughs> I, if yeah. for no other reason mm-hmm. than to make a stand to the fact that, bro, like, this bit, like I, I'm not gonna like I, I keep saying this and I'm, I'm not gonna stop saying it. You know I'm like this is really voter suppression, but this is illegal. This is like some civil rights violation type shit. You know what I mean? Like, was, like when niggas talk about like the elections yeah. being rigged and like things being like all this like conspiracy theories and whatnot. You know what I mean? Niggas talk about it in all type of abstract ways, but this, this is, is actually this is this is you actually know. what it is though. Like this is like what it looks like. In real time, right? Long ass lines, machines going down, and right? Like, like, exactly. like that's what it looks like in real life. You know what I mean? So like to me, I, that for that reason alone, that's why I don't think that anybody should have conceded. You know what I mean? Shit, he shouldn't have conceded. Beto O'Rourke shouldn't have conceded. You know what I mean? Like, shit. <laughs> Man lost by like three. <laughs> I ain't going nowhere. Bro, no, but I think they cheating. I'm here with you, bro. But I do think that that's a good segue. We're gonna play this clip for y'all real quick. That's a good state. Uh, cause Shawty, she ain't going out with no fight. She not going out with no fight. Let's talk about it after the clip. All right, cool. We cannot seize it. 
until all voices are heard. And I promise you tonight, we're going to make sure that every vote is counted. Can't so, I mean, this your state. You heard her. No. We're going to ensure that every vote is counted. And that's, yes. why, you got, that's why you got to vote her, simply because... In context, who is that? Stacey Abrams, Thank if you. you don't know who she is, she's running for... She would, I don't know how to word it right now. She's but. the next governor of Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to word it right now, but that's who she is. Uh, so, like, I, 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 I'm putting it like this. She can't simply concede because of all, like, one, it was just reported that 50, over 53,000 votes were suppressed in Georgia by that, uh, exactly. like, uh, that alone her, should her have Brian Kemp disqualified. That's one. And then two, um, but like it was a lot of reports that voting polls or whatever, like when people were going to vote early, their votes weren't getting counted or the vote was switched to the opponent. So like, let's say that I did vote for Stacey Abrams, but the machine would plug my uh, mm-hmm. vote for Brian Kemp. Like that's malfunction right there. So it's so many. You're right. I'm with you. No, because I was I was about to add like she has not conceded. Right. She hasn't like when I when I did this this morning, Abrams is currently behind fifty point four percent. To forty-eight point seven, so this is where like Georgia rules get tricky, and I, and I told you, Jeff, I do my rules. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Abrams refused to concede, which is a smart thing because her logic is if Kemp receives less than fifty percent of the vote after provisional ballots are counted, the race legally has to go into a runoff. So basically, if you don't hit That's the fifty percent, yeah. So if you don't hit the fifty percent threshold, we we like who got next? Like we, we doing this again? So basically, she's holding and saying, I want you to count every MF and ballot because she believes that all the pe- all the provisionals and all people who were like getting held out, rightfully so, were people who were going to vote for her. Now, I believe so she basically, too. she basically, I think she knows that like, if she knows we get it, right, she kn- and then we're going to have a wrong. She ain't stupid. Yeah. She's stupid man in 2016 for the same issue, you know what I'm saying? So we got to put it out there. She needs 24,000 votes to trigger up the runoff. That was when I checked as of this morning. That right. might be less because they're still adding some. Right. But I think she's going to get it. Right. So, like, my mm-hmm. example is, like, I, I sent in an absentee ballot. And my vote was counted because I went to go check that it was counted. Right. My friend sent an absentee ballot. But if you sent it, like, two days before, you're no, not I see. a provisional. I'm saying. Right. Right. So who knows how many people exactly. like that. Because my, my point was my friend uh, who went to Howard, she sent an absentee ballot, but her vote hasn't been counted yet. So it's like, hmm. You exactly. Know? How many people are like that? Right. So, I think that, like, Stacey Abrams is somebody who actually knows and knows how to fight an issue. Right. But it's an issue that's bigger than Georgia. Right. Like, even in D.C. Right. I have people who tell me that yeah, they went yeah. to, like, a certain polling place. Like, uh, one of my profiles said he went to a polling place he'd been going to all of his adult life. And they said, oh, no, this isn't your polling place no more. Right. He they goes to another then, polling place. You know yeah, redistricting, that's gerrymandering. That's what right. we learn about in social studies. Right. You know what I mean? That's right. illegal, too. Right. So then he goes to another polling place, gets there, and it's a long line all the way up the block from Banneker to Howard Deli. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, you see that, you know what I mean? Like, that's... Bro, it ain't no lines like that in Silver Spring. Ain't no lines like that in Bethesda, Maryland. You know what I mean? Like, come on now. Tweet that said, like, this is kind of on topic, but goes to the point of like making voting easier. Why isn't there an app or something like? You know what I'm saying? That's a larger conversation. I get it. I get it. No, I get it. I think it would take a little bit of time, but in short, the reason why is because 
Bro, what we got to always realize when we talk about these things, bro, is that we got people who actually want to see the progress exactly. and people who are actively fighting exactly. against it. Like, so, if everybody was just, you know what I mean, going for some exactly. shit, you know what I mean, and yeah, it'd be like, okay, cool, we could just find a way to make this the best app possible. Exactly. But when you got the Brian Kemp's of the world, when you right. got the Ted Cruz's of the world right. Right. who are fighting against progress, no, it's not going to be that simple of a, and you, you know what I mean, transition. Point. Exactly. You definitely hit my point because basically I'm trying to say they don't want to make it easy for us. No, of course not. They don't want to make it easy yeah. for us. Right. Um... So I guess what this all means, and then um, we'll do something, and then we'll do fast. No, I, I have an idea. Um, so what this all means, basically, governors are the state's executive branch. They're basically the president of their state. They mm-hmm. control all the administration of the laws within the actual state. So, like, that freaking means a lot. Right. Um, here's my idea, and I'm, I'm sad that I'm actually pitching this now. I say we do a separate podcast for this later joint. We just do it right after this, and we post That's it cool. later, and then cool. we just try to make this joint quick. Um so, Jeff, what's your biggest takeaway on the midterms? We had some goods. We had some bads. What's, like, your biggest uh, – you're going to get on your five percenter and be like, they don't want you to vote. <laughs> they don't want you to do this. Bro, biggest, biggest takeaways? Takeaway? I don't even know, bro. It's, it's so many takeaways. You or, like, know what I mean? or, like, first best one, thing, worst thing, like, you know. Worst thing, you? you know what I mean? Straight out the gate. You already know what I'm about to say. Voter suppression is <laughs> real. You know what I mean? This shit is still going on today. Right? Same shit in the 60s. Same shit in the – 1920s, same right. shit in the 1870s, Look, nigga. It's still it's all, happening. All the same shit still happening today. You know what I mean? Same shit, different day. So that's definitely the worst thing about this, uh, what's the name, that these elections that's just being yeah. revealed and reminded to us constantly. I think the best thing, though, is the amount of people that's like really just like coming out. I think that in order for us to really change the system, it's going to cause take people just like going out and really participating. And, like and yeah, masses. this shit is 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 fucked, and it's like kind of set up against us and shit. But like, unless niggas are, are participating and just like overloading this broken system, yeah, yeah. when you then it's, it's not gonna have the system. Yeah, 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 like it's like something got it. You can't just like sit there and just like let it slide by. Like you know what I mean? Like you got to put a yeah, of course. Like for instance, this whole thing with the with the voter suppression. The reason why so many people are now awake to it. Is because they actually tried to get out and vote this year right. and they realized, and realized they how fucked up it was. Right. You know what exactly. I mean? Niggas wasn't even really realizing that this shit was that fucked up. Right. So now niggas know that and now they want to do something about it. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. I'm with you. I think um I think the Abrams thing we're like we're gonna be talking about that for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um I'm generally shocked at the Gillum thing. Like mm-hmm. I'm like when I saw that, I was like, mm-hmm. yo. But we can't somebody tweeted today. I thought he was gonna win by like four. We we N words live in this fantasy that everybody's for progression, but when in reality we live in America, we were yeah, found with suppression. Um, so the Gillum thing, I think that was my that worst was thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think just the stuff in the house, like they got some people who I like, excuse my friends, but they're not gonna like give a shit to like play the natural game. Right. They're gonna be like, "Yo, this shit is fucked up." Right, like. Bro, I, I can't wait to see a fucking hero with Ocasio-Cortez. Like, she's going to be like, yo. She's like, wait, like, this shit's stupid. <laughs> like, like, yo, like, this shit's stupid. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, you yeah, know, nah, she gonna like they're not. Girl, I hope. Um, I appreciate like, they, it. Like, it's kind of like when you don't come up through the system, you don't have yeah. to, like, you're not operating under this assumption of, like, I have to make uh, these people who are, like, supposedly higher than me. You're, you're, you're not in those right. society. She's like, right. I, my right. people are the Bronx and Queens. Like, right. I... Niggas is gonna rock with her either way. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so before we get, so what's your what's your um, high? Low, we'll high is uh, high. I think is just the voter turnout. Like yeah, seeing that's so really many important. young millennials like speak about voting. Like just be intrigued or engaged in what's going on. That is my biggest takeaway from all of this. Um, 
low. Like I had to go with Jay with this voter suppression. So it's just kind of sad that we keep going through the same issues over and over and over again. I'm glad. I guess this is how that we have people not representing us that are going to be fighting for those mm-hmm. rights to ensure that we have them. Uh, so yeah, uh, we may and this is the comment that I was holding that we may have not won on like the large scale, but in some and we in, did. In incremental gains, we, not a lot of good, not a good wins. Yeah, right. wins it was a lot of good wins. So what do we usually do? Oh, so Jeff, mm-hmm. appreciate you for coming oh, by, big dog. You know, doing doing the kitchen. I appreciate being so here. Yeah, episode nineteen. Yeah, episode nineteen. You gonna holler at us? Eighteen. Ooh, Lord <laughs> have mercy. No, we on nineteen. We gonna debate. We this. on one of them numbers. They, yeah, one of them numbers. Them numerals. Appreciate y'all for checking it out. Uh, yeah. Holler next time. Apple Podcast. Follow that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.